It's a pivotal moment for Detroit's new center neighborhood as the Detroit City Council prepares to vote today on significant tax breaks for a transformative project. All eyes are on the potential reshaping of this vibrant community here in New Center. At the heart of the discussion is the proposed expansion of Henry Ford Hospital. Developers seeking $296 million in incentives while Henry Ford Health as a nonprofit is already tax exempt. It is spearheading the Future of Health initiative. Incentives attention is drawn to its partner, the Detroit Pistons, and their request for a substantial portion of these tax breaks to facilitate the construction of three apartment buildings. Now, to shed light on the intricacies of this proposal and its implications, we're joined now on the JR Morning Live line by Joe Gillian. He is reporter for Axios Detroit. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So with the city council set to vote on these tax breaks, and I'm sure they're going to get, they're going to hear an earful uh, this morning. What's the general sentiment you think among the residents and the community? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I was at the committee hearing on Thursday that kind of teed up this vote, this possible vote today. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the residents who showed up to the meeting were against the tax breaks, particularly those for Tom Gorris and the Pistons. You know, they talk about Tom Gorris' status as a billionaire. Why can't he pay for this himself? That's the message from a lot of folks who showed up at the meeting. But there were others who attended virtually. You know, since COVID, Detroit City Council has Zoom meetings where people can stay at home and wait in line to make a comment. And a lot of those um, commenters were in favor of it. You know, they talk about the jobs. They talk about um, the revitalization of New Center, which in a lot of ways is already on its way, but obviously a huge hospital expansion, new apartment buildings does change the face of the neighborhood. And that's another piece of it is how that community impact unfolds. And there were other um, people at the meeting who were from that area who had concerns about, you know, Henry Ford's partnership with the neighborhood that goes back decades about 100 years, actually. Their community benefits attached to this, too, though, right? Yeah, so... And, and to that you know, point, you know, Joe, you and Annalise did a great job yesterday breaking down that community benefits evaluation that they're they're, they're like a half billion dollars apart. Yeah, well, you know, that's... It, it, there's a lot of, you know, tricky math that goes into what is an actual community benefit. And that is where a lot of the disagreement um, lies when it comes to the the neighborhood members who aren't really ready to go gung-ho for this project yet. The hospital says we're going to increase uncompensated care to the tune of $300 million. We're going to be operating a research center in this neighborhood to the tune of $90 million, and on and on. But the neighborhood advocates say, well, is that really a benefit to the us when that's part of your project already? Or because you're a nonprofit hospital system already and you're required to provide community benefits in exchange for that nonprofit status, and that often includes uncompensated care already. So where do these community benefits begin with the project already as is versus what are you adding to us because you're asking us to put it in our neighborhood with these additional tax breaks on top? So, yeah, there is a huge disagreement on the size of that community benefits package and the value of it. But I'm not sure that that's really going to be where city council is going to have the biggest problem. I think there are negotiations underway for Henry Ford to make some additional contributions 
that will satisfy city council members. And I do think they're going to focus on these tax breaks as well. Mm -hmm. So we'll see where their votes are. Uh, Joe, some are saying that this would be a net positive for the city because taxes will be coming into the tune of $118 million over 35 years when they wouldn't have before. Yeah, that and that is, you know, there is a formula for projecting tax benefits that often comes out to a net positive, and I'm not discounting that possibility, but there is some speculation built into that. Um, and there are some assumptions made. Um, but the argument often comes down to why can't you just pay for it yourself? Yes, there may be additional taxes that come online. Yes, there will be properties that were formerly owned by Henry Ford and not on the tax rolls, but by you know leasing them to the Pistons for these apartment buildings, they will be generating property taxes for the city where they didn't exist. Mm-hmm. But the question for residents comes back to why don't you just do it anyway? Well, and what is the answer to that? Because uh, obviously there is a premium for doing business in the city. There are, uh, because this isn't a, a green field, there are extra costs. There are infrastructure costs. Uh, mm-hmm. What what costs would the developers cite? And let's not lose sight of the fact about just how incredible this is. You've got a sports owner willing to invest tens of millions of dollars on housing right. in Detroit. It's not part of his portfolio, and yet he's doing a lot of this because he wants to help the community. Yeah, I mean, sure, there are definitely positives to it. Um, New Center could use the help. And I should point out, um, the Henry Ford Hospital expansion of $2 billion is not seeking any tax incentives. Right, right. You know, as you mentioned in the introduction, the Pistons housing development is seeking a, sub- a substantial portion of this. Uh, but just to your original question, in terms of, you know, why do they need the tax breaks? It, some of it comes down to profitability. And, you know, this is a business deal in many ways. So, you know, people don't want to be losing money. But just to be specific, uh, the Pistons have said if they do not get the $230 million in tax incentives that they're asking, the return of investment on their apartment buildings will be a negative 6% versus a positive 4.5% return with yeah. those tax incentives. Will it be affordable housing part of this as well, Joe? Yeah, so the three buildings that they're going to be developing have a total of over 600 units, and they're committing to affordable housing in about 20% of them, and there's a range. Okay. Some of those are considered deeply affordable, which are for are set aside for people who are making around 20000 a year in a two-person household, and there are some set aside for those making a little more than that. But of the over 600 units combined in these three buildings, about 130 of them will be set aside for those making below the area median income. Joe, do you think city council makes a decision and votes today or punts it? Um, if I had to bet, I would say they punt it probably one more week, mm-hmm. but... Um, I do think there is some urgency in general behind this project. And, you know, Michigan State, Henry Ford, and the Pistons are presenting a united front. They are 100% together on this. They are, you know, appearing at meetings together. Their um, materials and kind of public relations pitch about why this project is important is all together, and they're very, you know, powerful and compelling 
I think city council could vote on it today, but I know that there are a lot of outstanding questions for members who heard the plan on Thursday. Even they had some questions still. So I think they probably will punt, but they definitely could have ironed those things out over the weekend and they could vote today. Joe, and very quickly, we should point out that Henry Ford has said, look, if we lose the housing piece, they've said, I think they've used the term three-legged stool here. They've said, if we lose the housing piece, we have to shrink our health care piece. So there, there could be an employment impact here. That's possible. You know, I, I can't really assess that kind of, um, I guess, threat is one way to put it, because developers often, you know, use uh, scenarios that might come out if city council doesn't vote on their timeline, and they rarely come to fruition. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say I've seen the developer follow through mm-hmm. on an alternative scenario like that because city council usually, and the city in general, not yeah. just city council, follows those timelines because these projects are big and they are game changers. Um, but for city council, you know, it comes down to, you know, are we representing the residents correctly? Joe Gillian, reporter for Axios Detroit. We appreciate you being here this morning. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot for having me. I think they're going to, I think they may vote on it, but if they punt it, that's because they're going to do some renegotiating on these community benefits and getting a little bit more, because I've seen it done before. That's the only reason I'm saying that I've seen them do this with, with the Hudson's building. They kind of punted that uh-huh. until they sweeten that. Oh, that they punted more bit. than the lions. For yeah. goodness sake. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know more so than Jack Fox. We'll see yeah. what happens coming up at uh, 749. Uh, Marie Osborne will be here. The FDA approved a medication that's uh, used to help lessen the severity of accidental allergic reactions. We'll talk more about that with Marie at 749 on JR Morning. I am thrilled to extend a special invitation to you to come traveling with the WJR Travel Club. And the destination we've chosen is a first for us. And it's an exciting one. Late September, we're going to be heading off to Southeast Asia to visit Cambodia and Vietnam. Gail and I are so fired up. And when you read the itinerary for this adventure, you'll be fired up too. First of all, your dollar goes further in Southeast Asia. And when you look at the value that Cruise and Tour has packed into this package, I think you'll agree this 13-day immersive experience that's, that awaits us is going to be a ton of fun, hugely interesting, and building great memories. We're going to get our own private luxury riverboat, sail up the Mekong River. We're going to visit the floating villages, the floating markets, uh, witnessing the wildlife. I understand the freshwater dolphins are a big thing there. That's going to be fun to experience. And we're going to be visiting with the locals that can really make their experience uh, and their experience going back to the 60s come to life for us Americans as we visit their very unique culture. Uh, so we hope you'll join us. The food is going to be amazing. It will be a lot of fun. Go to the WJRTravelClub.com website for the full itinerary. Check it out. And if you've got any questions, the folks at Cruise and Tour are eager to answer them. 1-800-383-3131. That's 1-800-383-3131. Gail and I can't wait for you to join us because, frankly, you're the best part. <laughs> WJRTravelClub.com. Visit it today.